what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are Agree to disagree. And I was like, <laughs> okay, moving on, moving on. Like, well, the makeup bottle. Hello, everybody. It is the episode, the episode that we have been waiting on, the episode you've been waiting on, the episode that was heard around the world, if you will. Jeanette, how's it going? Going well. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's the holiday time. It is busy. It's, it's, we've got, I'm sure you have been killing it on the Christmas presents and we're, we're kids out of school, all that stuff going on. But you know what? We're not going to talk about any of that. We're starting in. We've got one topic today, one topic only we're discussing, and then we're going to drop it. Okay. We're going to discuss and we're going to move on. Today, we are discussing the Harry and Meghan docuseries on Netflix. Have you watched all six parts? I have. Okay. I mean, we're just going to dive in. Harry and Meghan, the docuseries on Netflix that was released a couple weeks ago. We've given ourselves time to watch, process, take notes, Yet we have not discussed this amongst each other, correct? We have not talked about this at all. We've bit our tongues. No, not a word. I mean, we're just gonna we're just gonna start. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Now, as I said, the the documentary is called Harry and Meghan, or we could call it Has and Meg, or H and M, like. (laughs) That's, you know, I, I'm probably going to say this several times throughout this episode is don't get me started on this, but you can go ahead and get me started. Like the nicknames are a little much for me in the docuseries. I know they're trying to make us show and understand what and how sweet they are together and stuff. I get it, but I don't know. They just dive right in with the H and the, the H and the has and the M and the Meg and Whatever. Anyway, don't give me your overall opinion of this series yet, but let's talk about where it starts. Let's just go from the beginning, kind of break it down and and really discuss um, how you were feeling while you watched this, being the royal lovers that we are and, and the knowledge that we have of this. We all know anybody that's listened to this show before knows that... Jeanette has a little more sympathy for Megan than I do in the past. I don't know what you feel now. Um, you've had a little more love for Megan than I have. I fully believe that, or I have believed that Harry loves Megan more than Megan loves Harry. Um, but now I'm just interested to see where you stand on this. Okay. Okay. So, Let's just start by, give me the reason you think this couple did the docuseries. Why did Harry and Meghan decide to do this? So I think they decided to do this and it becomes clear that this is the reason is because they wanted their side of the story out there. Aside from the Oprah interview where it's, you know, an hour's worth of let's cram everything in, but we can't go into detail because we've only got this set amount of time. Right. Um, I think it was to get their narrative out. So, and not let the Royal family or the British media present something as their story and their reasons. Um, they they wanted to say, okay, if there's two sides to every story, then here's ours. You've heard what the real family has said. You've heard what the media has said. Okay, we're going to tell you what we say. And it's not just what we said in the Oprah interview. That's so much more than that. And I thought it was fair. Um, 
Well, let's let's pause there. You said that we've heard what the media the media have said, we've heard what the royal family said, and then they want to hear their story. But have we really heard anything from the no, royal family? Not the royal family. Ever. I, when I say that, I mean like from press releases. Like they've been let, you know, we've decided mutually. What I mean is what they've put out there. Okay. I, gotcha. I don't think we've heard and I don't think we ever will hear. Agreed. Their version of the things that Harry has said happened behind closed doors. Right. Um, but it, my opinion, I don't think we have to. Okay. I mean, I would love to. You know me. Bring it on <laughs> yeah, if you want to do an interview. Means, tell me, please. By all means, tell me your side. But I also think they're kind of putting themselves in a tough position because if they say nothing, then a lot of people will be like, it must be true. If they say something, they may come off looking worse than they, than they think they will. Yeah. If they say anything, they have to be super careful. They'd be super careful about what they've said. Um, because you'd also don't want to make it seem like you're attacking Harry or you're calling him a liar. Right. And you also, I mean, and they pair, I mean, if I were them, I also wouldn't want to be like, well, yeah, it's true. I did scream at him. <laughs> like, right. And, and I do it again. <laughs> like, no, right. They, right. <laughs> they've got to be very calculated in what they say and how they say it, which is why I don't think they've got to say something though. Right. But when and where, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, we're going to get a little bit more into that. From the beginning of the episodes, Megan kind of leads the narrative a little bit, telling sort of her backstory on meeting Harry. We find out they met on Instagram, um, you know, through a mutual friend, if you will. I personally still have a little bit of a hard time buying into the she didn't know much about a royal family at all. That is a personal belief. I understand not a lot of people know or dive in to the royal family like maybe you and I do. <laughs> but throughout the whole series, it was weird for me to hear um, things of her referring to, I just, I didn't know, or I didn't think that this would be a thing, or I didn't understand that this would be how a royal family does it or whatnot. And, and I have a hard time believing all of that. Well, I'm I didn't really have true, a hard time. But it comes yeah. across. I didn't have a hard time believing that because I took, I interpreted what she said is, of course I knew who the royal family was. Of course I knew who. Sure the immediate members of the Royal family were, but I can buy into the fact that she didn't understand or know like the protocol. Yes. She's seen people curtsy to the queen on TV um, when she's out in public. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't know that that was a thing you had to do when it's just your family walking in the room. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to a family uh, dinner. No, I totally assumed. I guess see, I, I wouldn't, just kind of I wouldn't know that. Yeah. I would never assume that her children and her grandchildren are walking around curtsying to her every time they walk in the room. That's my honest opinion. Sure. So I can buy sure. into that because what I think my whole perception of the royal family is there's a royal family, like any family that's presented to the public, but they're a family behind closed doors, right? Of course. Um and I haven't watched much of The Crown, so I've, I've really only that's watched where like it differs. Yeah, I've only yeah, watched like, like three or four episodes of The Crown, right? So right. I, I didn't see like where the kids would walk in and people were always right. curtsying to them. No, I'm talking about family. Do I, I buy that staff had to do that? I buy that other people who came into their presence had to do that. I didn't. I believed her because I didn't. I, I didn't think that would happen. I didn't know right. that was the protocol. Um, and so some of the other things, like the little nuances, how would she know? Even that Lifetime movie that we watched about Will William and Kate. Yeah. Even then, like, she grew up in England and she knew some things. And this is kind of what she aspired to do is, like, meet Harry sure. or meet William. But it even shows her at some point being like, oh, like, kind of like, oh, I didn't realize that. Right. 
So she's growing up in that society. If she's understanding, yeah, maybe she knew that you curtsy to the king, the queen, no matter what, but maybe there's some other little things that she didn't know. Like you have to do this and you have to do that. Of course. So I bought it. I did buy it because I honestly shared the same opinion as she does. Like you guys certainly aren't curtsying to this lady every time, like you pass her in the hallway. Right. (laughs) But apparently you are. So yeah, I can buy that. I think maybe I've seen it. I don't know if it's stuck in my mind somewhere from another time where some sort of, I don't know if it was a movie or a series or something in the past, I had seen something referred to where the, the family members, you know, look at the queen, obviously at that time, the queen. um, And it's, it's not only is it their grandmother, but they are her subject as well. And that that was the reference that I'd always kind of heard was that, well, she's our queen too, you know, and we treat her like this or we do this or whatnot. And so it was a, that I think was stuck in my head. And so I've always kind of thought of that. So yeah, of course. And of course the protocol stuff, none of us, unless you're on the inner circle are going to know that stuff, right? I totally get that. I just feel she tried to play up a little bit of the knowledge of everything, you know, everything royal family. Like this was just, you know, like she, I don't know. It just kind of came across a little strong to me on that, but yeah. And it also came across that Harry did warn her. Like, Harry never, Harry never, as much as he loves her and, and, you know, is fighting for them. I also got like a little bit of, maybe she was a little bit ticked off because Harry didn't really prepare her for any of it. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's actually another point. What's a curtsy look like? Like I've never, Harry, I've never had to curtsy in front of anybody. I don't know how to do it. Right. Like I've seen it, of course. But like, what's proper? It almost almost made me mad um, as a wife, (laughs) you know, current wife of someone, not a prince, but the fact that, (laughs) right. I mean, he's a gem. I get it. But when, when someone says, don't you, after a question, it always kind of bugs me. And so whenever he said, you know how to curtsy, don't you? Like uh, that's, that's American. (laughs) Exactly. That's the point where if she said no, you were to, you were to say, okay, let's figure this out before we get there. But wouldn't you you say yes? I would say yes. Cause I know how to curtsy. I've seen it. I can, I can mimic it. Well, and I would say yes. You say the the proper way. And that's where I I think you probably said, yes, I know how to curtsy. Who doesn't know how to curtsy? But I then would say, I know how to curtsy, but why are you asking me? Is there something <laughs> right. special about it? You know, oh my gosh, what am I, is there something I'm supposed to do different? I'm about to meet the queen. You know, I guess I just would have had a whole lot of more questions. Yeah, and when was that question asked? Was it right before they're supposed to walk in the door? Like, did I not she get prepared it sound to like ask they were, they were about to pull up in the driveway. And, and I, I was and, like, oh, right. yeah, you know how to curtsy, right? And I think that could have been the case, like, because we know our husbands as beautiful sure. and gentle as princely as they are they don't remember a lot of things they they're forgetful they're they're like, oh up. by the way you're gonna go meet my grandma she's the queen can you curtsy sure <laughs> like yeah okay but so i do buy that maybe there wasn't a lot of time for questions it was your door's about to be yes. opened you're about to meet my grandma curtsy and she's like yes okay <laughs> yeah no i get that i get that um we saw a lot at the beginning about Megan's upbringing. And I will say I learned a lot, you know, um, she's always been the Megan that we see, I guess is the way that I would put it. You know, I feel like she was always an adult (laughs) as her, as a child, she was always when it, of course, on camera or anything we saw and what we heard, was just very a a very well put together, uh, educated, uh, very smart and uh, activist, you know, child. And we learned a lot about her relationship with her mother and her father and how that all plays out. But 
you know, one thing I wanted to bring up was that she did touch on how she had never been treated or felt like a black woman and that she had never heard the N word being used until she was an adult is basically how she kind of made it sound right. How can you speak to that? Um, I cannot speak to that. I am not African-American or any other race. I'm white. Um, But what can you speak to on how you felt when she was talking about that? It was relatable. Like I, I, I completely think she's telling the truth. A lot of it has to do with her background, your upbringing, where you're, where you're around. Right. And she is a very fair skinned black woman, right? She's on the, on the lighter, very light side of it. Right. So, you know, that she's multiracial, but you probably wouldn't know unless you actually talked to her about what, what is her background. Right. The fact that she hadn't heard it till her adult years or teen later in life completely. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know if she was referring to hearing the word. I'm, I'm not, I don't know that she was referring to the word heard it or versus heard it d- directed towards her. Sure. Understood. And I understand, I can buy that she had never heard it directed towards her or about her or someone she's, because I think she was talking about in relationship with, to her mother, right? When her mother had gotten into something in the. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Com- yes. I buy that. That is my experience as well. Not like, not like when I heard it, but it was later in sure. life. Right. Okay. Um, grew up, I grew up in a smaller town, very isolated. Everybody knows everybody. Right. It's kind mm-hmm. of like when you get outside of those walls, she grew up in private schools, a private school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, all through from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could have been like when she, it, it's just one of those things. It's not uncommon for it to be something that you just don't hear. Um, sure. And especially like, I think for our kids now, because we're several years past like the fifties, the sixties, where it was just kind of thrown out there. Right. It's kind of, it's taboo now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in the nineties, when in eighties and nineties, when Meg and, and we were growing up, like, yes, it was probably more commonly used, but I don't think, um, yeah, that wasn't hard to believe at all. And I yeah. think it probably did shake her. Cause you know, you start to think about things a little bit differently. Like, Oh, is this how people see me? It starts to mess with you a little bit. Like maybe I do stand out, you know? Sure. So yeah, that was, I could relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I was, I was very intrigued by learning about her upbringing. Um, you know, um, Obviously, very much about how she, how loving and um, how good of a relationship what she had with her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think over the years, we've just heard so much recently, if you will, about her, the wedding struggles of him not coming. And, you know, everybody's kind of got a bad taste in their mouth about him. And to know that this was not really a struggle prior to all of this, you know, was interesting to hear her side of it, at least. Yeah. Um, um, and not and to I get it too much. We, no, I was just saying, I think that's something we have to keep in mind while we talk about all this is that while there's a lot of things I 100% believe that they were saying, we are just hearing their side because they have paid for this documentary. So, right. We, and, we do have to keep that in mind. Yeah, but I I think the whole, the thing, the one thing I took away from everything and not to skip ahead, but like sure. for me personally, it filled in a lot of holes. Like there's this, and then we're going to tell you what that was about. Um, mm-hmm. And not to, again, not to jump ahead, but like we, we've always joked about, come on, you were doing more than roasting a turkey. I mean, roasting a chicken, right? right. When you got engaged. Right. We find out that, yes, that wasn't how it happened. Yes. Yes, that there was a chicken being roasted, but he didn't just pop down on one knee as she was pulling a chicken out of the oven, right? Right. So we, it, 
it, for me, it filled in a lot of gaps. Like as they would talk about things um, from start to finish, the relationship with her dad, her sister, mm-hmm. and then bringing, it was almost like to use the word that they use these days, like she brought the receipts, right? She and right, Harry both sure. brought the receipts for what they sure. were saying. You, th- My sister, Samantha, has said, oh, yes, we grew up together, but then she became snobby and she's always been this diva. And then, oh, by the way, here's my niece, who right. is my sister's daughter, who also doesn't have a relationship with her. I have a relationship with her, though. So who do you right. believe now? Right? Like, if the daughter right. is telling sure. you, no, like, don't believe my mom. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It, then you start to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe there's some, you know, like, no, not sure. that they They're have definitely to, but it's like. Painting yes. with a broader brush, right? Like we're yeah. seeing more around the edges of a lot of these things that we've referenced or talked about over the yeah. years, you know. Um, you know, we, we hear how they meet. It's all very sweet. It's. You know, instant love, they're head over heels. Uh, Harry, I think, especially at first, you know, or or obviously forever. But, um, and yeah, so this moves along fairly quickly. They're doing the long distance thing. You know, they (laughs) thought it was humorous. They bring up like, I I don't know how we made it work. And then they show the, the like text messages of the flights that they have scheduled back and forth. And I'm like, well, that's how you made it work. You have the money to pay for those flights. Like we, I can't do that. I right. couldn't have that. I, I can mean, text you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can set up a schedule this, of FaceTime with you. But, this yeah. is what we're doing right here. Zoom is it, you know, but um, yeah, you know, I, uh, we have to remember, obviously she, you know, had been on a TV show. He's a prince. Like these things are possible for her and Harry to, to pull off. But anyway, obviously a struggle. I know that I get it. Um, so, so we'll, we'll go in now, you know, we've all kind of seen the, the engagement stuff. We know that they were, uh, roasting chicken. They were hanging out. As you talked about, it really was a little more elaborate than that, which is good to know because it should have been. (laughs) Um, and so that was all great. You know, I enjoy hearing those kind of times about when they were almost quote living like a normal life. Right. Um, we got to see their, this little apartment they were in kind of little cottage. It was very small and cute and quaint and fun to, to see that stuff. I did enjoy that. Um, but let's, let's kind of get rolling on when they start meeting people and becoming a royal family, if you will. Um, you know, I think one of the big things that people brought up was sort of this Kate's not a hugger. You know, she goes to meet Kate and she gives her a hug and it was kind of cold. You know, Kate's not a hugger and that that's not a very British thing to do. Um, but of course all these friends of Kate's and family and stuff of Kate's have come out with, to the press saying, actually Kate loves giving hugs. Like it was just, you know, this is a new person and this is, you know, she is the future queen consort and this is, it was just new and fresh. Yeah. But I Um, think that kind of made it seem worse for Kate. That if she is this type of person, why was she so standoffish with Megan, who is her brother-in-law's girlfriend? Why didn't she want yeah. to hug her? I well, took that as I, not really helping I, the situation. <laughs> I kind of get it, though. I picture, like, if my brother brings home a girl, and I meet her, and I do have brothers, and they have brought home girls. <laughs> and whenever I have met them for the first time, and, like, they're trying to come up and be all sweet and give me a hug and everything. I admit that there were plenty of times that I'm like, mm, yeah. why are you touching me? Yeah. I don't, I don't know you yet. You right. know? Yeah. Yeah. I get and it. I, and I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. Oh yeah. So I'd love it, but it's, but, but you're new. <laughs> you know, yes, we're Royal family. Yes. This is Harry. Yes. You've been on TV and stuff, 
but we're still human beings. Like, I don't know you. Don't touch me. Yeah. And maybe. Also, I think that's just her background. Remember her mom, they're very into like the spiritual things, like the yoga things. That's very much a California yogi. Of course. Like, it's touchy. Touch is their like thing. Not that it was right, but I get it. I don't fault Kate for it. I don't call it Megan for it. I think it was just an awkward situation all around. I don't think she said it to make it seem like Kate was cold. I think it was just right. No, I don't think she was doing it. I don't think she was doing it as a jab. Um, But unfortunately people took it that way. Of course they did. I do think there was a side to it that is. eh, Maybe, maybe don't put it that way because maybe you were just a new person in my house that I'd never met before. And right. I don't want to give you a hug. (laughs) Yeah, and I think she even said it was just awkward. Like, we didn't, I didn't really know what to do. I had on holy jeans, and is that the right attire? And like, I just thought I was meeting my husband, my boyfriend's brother and wife. Like, right, right. Again, a very American thing. I'm not meeting the future king and the future queen. I'm meeting my boyfriend's brother and sister. We're just going to hang out and have dinner. But then she's like, oh, you guys are like the future king and queen of England, and I have to probably put on pants with that are (laughs) like, Slaps <laughs> or skirt maybe, or yeah. maybe, maybe not holy jeans um, and maybe not touch you. <laughs> like. Right. Let's not let's not go grabby at first here. Um. So let's talk about an underlying, uh, a very obvious tie throughout the entire series was the reference of Diana, mm-hmm. right? The comparison to Diana. The, the, you know, Harry brought her up a lot, which is great. I think I'm, I love that he talks about his mom, right? I love that he thinks about her and is, is wanting to talk about her and stuff, but let's talk about the comparison. How do you feel about, is that a fair comparison between the two? Oh, I think so. Um, and if you if you were looking at it side by side, yes, the attention that she was getting um, in comparison. Yes, I do think that Megan more so than maybe any other members of the royal family were getting the Diana treatment as far as the press. Because Diana was new and fresh, right? It was like the, you hadn't seen anyone like her in the royal family before until she came along. Megan is exactly that. This is the first person of color that we know of to be like marrying into the English Royal family. And not only Mm -hmm. she married to the English Royal family, she's marrying the, what at the time it was the fourth in line, fifth in line to the throne, the son of the future King. Um, And so it was exciting. It was new. It was, let's find out everything we can about her. It was ugly, just like Diana's was at time. Um, so I think more so than anyone else in the Royal family, if you can make a comparison to the Diana treatment, Megan got that. I agree that the treatment came across the same. Um, I do think they were for different reasons though. Um, Diana was the, the preferred person to marry Charles, right? Like mm-hmm. we could have had Camilla all along if Charles got his way. Yeah. Because that's what he wanted. And the Royal family was like, mm, we really like Diana for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Diana was 19 whenever she started coming around. Um, Megan was a lot older. Megan was already divorced before she got introduced to the Royal family. Um, Diana grew up in a pretty posh family too, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in Great Britain. Um, you know, the race issue was, is obviously not the same. Um, and Megan has not, and was not dealing with adultery issues. I believe that that came into a big play. So while the treatment sometimes came across as the same, I feel like it was handled in different ways. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. When I say treatment, it was Diana was never comfortable in front of people. 
Mm-hmm. Megan was has been on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. um so I think, you know, there I think the reasons came about at different times in their timeline of being a part of the royal family and then for different reasons. And so Right. You know, Diana was trying to get out of the marriage. Yeah. And, you know, Megan's trying to get out of the country. So they're, people are taking it different ways. Right. So yes, I agree with you, the treatment, but I I do think, you know, sometimes they have to kind of also keep in mind that it was for very different things. Yes. Um, And the different things that were said or done. And, you know, Diana had to sit back and watch the recording and the transcript of Charles and Camilla come out in the press and read that, you know, while she's still married to the man and, you know, of, of love letters and love phone calls and everything else. And, you know, she was almost put on an Island without the press, right? She was kind of singled out without doing much of anything um, because of what Charles was doing. Yeah. And so, this is a little, like I said, it's a little reverse almost, you know? Yeah. And I think Harry's point was, you know, maybe the, they were in the press for different reasons, but the attention was the same. And the other parallel to it was, and my family didn't do anything to help my mother and they're not doing anything to help my wife. They didn't do anything to help my mother because of my father, because he was the future King. And they're not doing anything to help my wife because they have to protect He didn't say it in so many words, but they have to protect William and Kate as the the future. And so that's where I think Harry was drawing the parallels. If, if you're not going to protect her, it's only going to get worse. Look what happened to my mother. If you're not going to help her, then we've got to do something. It was almost like his hand was forced. Let's get into that. I, I, You know, I caught a little specs here and there of, you know, where Megan referred to family gatherings as scripted. uh, I wrote it down. What did she call it? Uh, Scripted reality. Okay. Um, But yet, you know, she, she kind of said, but nobody would tell me what to do or I didn't have any help and this and that. Um. You know, I just wish that I knew more about what was done internally to prepare Megan for anything. Um, I don't buy that there was like zero instruction. I don't buy that. Um, but I don't, I'm just curious. Like, I wish I knew. I mean, I think she was probably briefed on when you're doing walkabouts, when you're doing like those type of things. But I also think maybe there was some, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a charm school that she would have necessarily had to gone, go through. Um, And again, a lot of this to me, I put on Harry because um, as her husband, you should be, preparing her like here's the thing like and we we tell everybody like I don't know what questions to ask if I don't know what I'm preparing for right right so she's not just going to automatically be like okay so we're going to Christian Christmas at Sandringham what do I need to wear Christmas with family again to an American means something different than a British royal family this podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Sure. If you're going to, if I, if I'm going to Christmas at your grandparents' house, and this is my first Christmas with your family, what do I need to know? Like, what are my do's and my yeah. don'ts? Did she ask him that? Maybe. But I don't think, I also think Harry maybe should have had someone else help her. Like, I don't know that he's equipped to be like, oh, well, this is what you do because he's grown up in it. You don't know how to teach people. Well, and he even said at one point. (laughs) At this point. Yeah. Well, he even said at one point, he's like, I don't know how like girls do it. 
you know, he doesn't know the female yeah. side of the rules or whatnot. Um, yeah. I, you know, when they were talking about the curtsy thing, she mentioned that she, um, somebody asked her, well, how'd you end up learning how to curtsy? She said, Oh, I Googled it. Yeah. You know, or no, it was the Royal, the hail to the queen or whatever, you know, she Googled it. So she knew the words. Oh, the, the national well, anthem. Yeah. Yes. So at that point, I guess, and maybe, maybe I'm very different than Megan and that's okay. <laughs> but I guess maybe I would at that point say, you know what? I'm kind of getting smashed on here. Like everything I go to, right. Um, there's Royal experts everywhere, right? Like in America, in England, whatnot. I would have hired my own darn private person to come in and say, you know what? I'm going to need some classes. Let's did we- do a little crash course. That's if she yep. was not getting any sort of support from Harry, which did not sound like she was. She made it come across like she was thrown to the wolves with Harry going, I, I don't really know. And, yeah, and I, just, and I, don't, I don't know if there's anyone there to right. help her. But I also think she might have been in one of those spots like, did she feel like she was being set up to fail almost? Like, well, Again, that's why I would have taken the taken the horse by the reins. Like, but that's what I why mean I would is, have gone and gotten somebody, right? But what I mean is, like, if they had someone helping her, is this person giving her the right information? Like, or you know what I mean? Like, are no, they? That's, her? that's exactly it. I would have not gone in the palace and done this. I would have said, like, okay, we're not married yet. I'm still yeah. an American citizen. I live over here. I'm going to take some crash courses. You know, yeah. Diana went and had dance lessons given to her, you know, by a, a private teacher type of thing. Um, yeah. You know, people go and and do different things to better themselves, right? To take night courses or whatever, right? Like people do these little master classes kind of on their own just to get the leg up on things. And yes, I would, I bet there was, uh, there's hundreds of people that would, would have been more than, educated plenty enough to get her past the doorstep, right? Like get her in there and get her kind of settled. That was kind of, and I get it. I know there's probably other boundaries, right? Like they didn't have time or they were, she was always traveling or this or that or whatever, but that's just me. That's just my. And she may not have thought about it. it. You know what? I am, I am drowning here. I feel like I'm an outsider every time, but I need to learn some stuff. Harry doesn't understand it because he's not a girl and yeah. <laughs> he's not new here. And I'm, I need to figure some stuff out. They're not giving me any help. They haven't assigned somebody because it's kind of like the whole, um, I kept thinking about how, you know, when I was growing up, my boyfriends or my brother's girlfriends, did not get Christmas presents from my parents until we were like married. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's you don't go buying Christmas presents for a boyfriend from the parents and stuff. That was how we were raised. Right. So I don't know how much they're looking at investment in her until she's walked down the aisle. Right. And I think because they weren't engaged, she was just a girlfriend at that point. Maybe the health wasn't help wasn't as forthcoming. And I think the whole, national anthem thing again it was harry saying oh we're gonna have to sing the national anthem and she's like i don't know your national anthem i know it's like america the beautiful so i at least got the tune sounds like it yeah let me learn the words um and so i don't think she was ever trying to embarrass the family or like but you know i think she felt as an outsider on two fronts one she's this person of color coming into this family she's not a royal she is an american she had so many things that were different about her that to me, it did come kind of come up like as much as I love you, Harry, like I'm not, I, I feel like I'm not prepared and I kind of blame you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm an American. I don't know. Like, do I Google Royal expert etiquette experts for me to take a class from? Like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's, Unfortunately, with the this day and age, that's what I would have done. I'm not saying that that's what everybody yeah. would do. I don't know. But that's my personality. The first thing I would have done is been like, all right, I'm going to go look this up. 
Like, you know, there's got to be a master class <laughs> over on online somewhere on yeah. YouTube. You know, it's, uh, I and I get that simplifying it a little bit and poking fun, but seriously, like, I, I can't, I don't blame a royal family not putting the resources towards training, if you will, before they're married. Oh, true. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't blame that. No. Um, but in that same respect, I would have taken charge of it a little bit more if it was me. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to be I'm going to go figure this out and I'm going to wow everybody kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Like I, that is something that was very back and forth in my mind the whole time is like, Harry, do more, get her more involved, like figure out how to get her comfortable with this. Yeah. Cause that was something that I felt the whole time she, do, she wasn't comfortable. Right. And I really don't feel like they were long enough or that they were there long enough for her to ever feel comfortable. True. You know, and that, that added to the scrutiny of a lot of things. Again, not saying she deserved any of that. I don't think she deserved any of the bad press stuff. I will 100% say that. I also don't know that she ever could get settled. True. Yeah. And I, I do think, I, I think they were very careful. We didn't hear Kate's name a lot, right? We heard it about the introduction. Right. But part of me wonders, like, and I, when I was listening to them describe, like, I didn't know what to do. Why wouldn't Kate have reached out to her? Like, I've been there. Let me help you. The boys don't know anything. This is because like, I don't think she's been there. I think Kate came into it with a completely different mindset of stuff. You know, but you don't think that she got the training once they got married. Like she knows the protocols. Like hey, Megan, let me tell you, like when you get in there, this is what we're going to have to do. Like the, I'm talking about that part of it. Like after the rituals, fact, after they're married. No, like before, like if you're going to come to Christmas as his girlfriend, I'm still going to need you to under, I want you to be prepared. So here's, here's yeah, what I here's still what think that's happen. the, I still think that's kind of the tie into the, like Kate's like, okay, I'm in this family and I'm in good graces and yeah. I'm going to be married to the future King. And so I am going to keep my mouth shut. Like, and I think Megan that was does part not of need problem. to know too much before she's part of this actual family yeah you know like she doesn't need to know and i think that maybe where harry started to sour on things a little bit is that again he's a royal kate mm -hmm. became a royal by marriage i don't you don't know how to teach something that you've just always known right like you kind of get annoyed when people are like well how do you do this like hey, i don't know you just do it right yeah. so you, that's when you do bring in a third party and say tell her everything she yeah. needs to know because like yeah, I can tell her a bow. I can tell her to curtsy, but like, this is just kind of like sure. how it's always been for me. Well, so let's, let's talk about that. The, the fab four, the foursome that we all dreamed about the, the foursome that we all wanted to be a part of was, um, you know, we all had this vision of William, Kate, Harry, and Megan kind of taking over the world. Right. And being that fresh face and being this, this awesome pair. And they were for a while. I think we all kind of saw that and got excited about it. You know, at the wedding, um, you know, we, I know we've kind of jumped around a little bit, but like at the wedding, we know that um, we all watched on TV as, as you know, they all seemed very happy and William and Harry are together and they're, you know, um, star studded wedding that comes in and, you know, there had been those reports about Megan getting up to watch the Royal wedding with Kate and Will and that she watched it with some friends and that they were all very excited about it and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Megan kind of said in this series that she was just kind of dumbfounded by the crowd and the people that have showed up and how it worked. And so I mean, the wedding, I think we saw a lot of the wedding on TV. We all saw the wedding portion. I thought was very sweet about King Charles um, and walking her down the aisle. He says, he, she said he's very charming. Um, and that, you know, once she knew that her dad was not going to be there, that he walked her down. I thought that was a sweet story. Right. And it sounds like their wedding was everything she wanted. Um, 
that's what it came across to me as at least she had fun. They laughed and danced and she had the music and the love and everything else that she felt. So moving on from that, like I said, then we've got the fab four who are able to make appearances together and they're doing panels and walkabouts and whatnot together. And it was great. Um, I, again, as I've said, I do feel that Megan was treated poorly by the press. I do 100%. I feel bad for William in this whole situation because he cannot say anything. He's got this role of being the future King. Harry makes reference at one point to, Oh, Harry or, uh, you know, William can't do this because this is his inheritance. This is his birthright type of thing. You know, William can't say this or can't do that. But he almost made it sound like, you know, like a jab, like, oh, well, he has to do this and all. And I think, you know, people sometimes maybe forget that maybe, maybe William wants to, like maybe William, this, he does enjoy this. Maybe this is not just a thing that, you know, is bestowed upon you and you are stuck with. Maybe he feels this is where he should be and what he should be doing. Saw his Christmas card the other day and he's wearing jeans and sneakers and thought (laughs) it was super handsome. Well, uh, yes. And, but I also feel like Harry knows more to it. That but Harry is scorned. Harry is is scorned. I will say that, you know, he's mad. If anyone came out looking bad in this series, it's William. He came out looking worse than any other member of the royal family, I think. How's that? How's that? The screaming at him, the text okay. message. Um, yeah. It really and made it what? seem okay. like he's just. I started to think that the story about the person questioning the race of their child was either William or it was Kate. But we know it's not them. How do we that know answer it's not them? Out. Oh, it came out back whenever Oprah's friend spilled the beans. It was Anne. It was Anne? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I still think he came out. Like, I think the queen came off looking very good. She and Prince Philip, they weren't an issue. Um, Agreed. Except for they just stayed quiet. Except for they stayed quiet. Um, Charles got off, I think, better than William, but towards the end, you could start to see where he was kind of like, Charles, do more. This is your son. Right. But I think William came off. I think William got the brunt of Harry's ire and disdain. Because I think William is, Harry's mad at William. And I think it started when their offices split. Yeah. Yeah. Harry said, my brother did the one thing that we promised each other we would never do. And I believe if you look at the timing, it was the affair story that got squashed in favor of Megan getting very negative press. They could, I think William wanted the Rose story to go away. So I'm going to give you my sister-in-law. Maybe, maybe. And I think right? that's why Harry wants you know, to come off looking worse than anybody else. Well, and I, I took it as almost the opposite. I thought, Harry, come on. Don't, don't sound like a baby that said, my brother yelled at me. Well, you know what? Welcome to being a sibling. Like, you know what? You're not just siblings. You work together. You have a family business together. He even referred to it at some point as the job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, family business, it ain't easy. <laughs> I can speak from experience. <laughs> um, you know, from experience with my own family, <laughs> you know, um, you know, my parents and my siblings have all worked together for 40 mm-hmm. plus years. And 
Yes. And there are yelling matches. There are stomping and turning away. There's crossing arms. And then there's going home to dinner at night and putting it all aside. And, you know, to hear Harry be like, and then my brother screamed at me and I was so scared. And I'm like, he's hurt too. Like, William's getting put in this too. Okay, so he says that, yes, the the two camps split. And then they agreed to never put out bad press about each other, right? And then one comes out. Well, what was the underlying story throughout the entire documentary uh, docuseries was that stuff gets leaked and stuff gets put out that's not true. Because that was what was said a lot for Harry and Meghan's side. Oh, they printed that, but it's just not true. But I think that's where so he was How upset. do we know? Because... They were intentionally putting out things that they weren't knew weren't true to Who block was? things. William himself William was allowing for sure. Well, I think William was allowing his camp to do it, and I think that came through do, towards the end of the series. He, but then he put out a release saying, "I did not." Well, of course he did. Was he going to say, "Yeah, I did it"? <laughs> I mean, of course, that's what I'm saying. How do we know for sure? Well, true. How do we know, but then like, we've why? Got that why whole... are we believing the press right now over him? Yeah. But then you have thrown in there the 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 lawsuit and then William's person, whoever I don't know the name of what his job was, but going in and testifying on behalf of the media. And then of course they put that little blurb that made like he said he never he Megan's kept asking him and look Megan's lawyers are like, We've never asked you to be a defense. You know, again, there's two sides. Yes. Three sides to every story, however many, but um I think Harry's point is no, not the fact that it's being done, but nobody's doing anything to stop it. You stop it when it's William. You stop it when it's Kate. You stop it when it's Charles. You don't stop it when it's me and my family. So that was the issue. It wasn't it's being put out. It was you're allowing this to go on. That's why they took us through the story of the relationship between the media and the royals. The favorability sure. factor. Um, and but what a real Charles- it is. Like, you're not a real expert. You can call yourself a royal expert just because you're, like, writing stories, basically. Well, like I said, though, you uh, you know, um, Fergie had her toe-sucking picture published. And Charles had his entire transcript published um, in the press. You know, that stuff wasn't stopped. That it wasn't, wasn't stopped. Put but it was also a different time. Was- it was a different time. And Absolutely. It was, and we I didn't have like all this internet. And right, right. The, thing, the, un, the other underlying thing was, and it came out like in articles afterwards, like you've got all this negative stuff about William that has been put out there. You've got all this negative stuff about Andrew that you could write about, but you're choosing to not do any of that. But you're going to write horrible stories about this woman who has basically done nothing but marry into the royal family. That is Harry's issue. That is Megan's issue. Um, and t- compound on top of all that, the issue of race. The one other, the other thing that they can get Megan on that they can't get on any other member of the royal family. Sure. is the race factor. It wasn't the negative. I, I think negative press is one thing to deal with, right? People in America, celebrities deal with negative press all the time. But you right. add to that a division a the the layer of of racism the layer mm-hmm. of nationalism you know she's not one of us she's american right she's right you add these other layers to what megan is experiencing and it becomes more than just hurtful press it becomes yeah. now you're making threats in my life now you're making people not want me to even be with the man that i love so I, th- that's where I took it as the Harry and Meghan issue was so much deeper than just a negative story being put out about a baby shower or about her getting her nails or whatever the negative story is. Like, yeah, sure. It was, you are intentionally allowing my wife to be racially discriminated against. If you don't stop anything, stop that. And it was well, pretty much like, No. No, and that that we yeah, I mean obviously we agree on that. 
I think my problem with all of it is that, you know, I had a hard time deciphering whether this docuseries was a jab at the Royal family or a jab at the media. I think it was more so the media, but let me just sprinkle in a little inkling of my family's not innocent in all of this. I don't think he wanted the Royal family to come off looking completely horrible. I think he wanted the media to definitely look like scum. Yeah. But I also want you to know that my Royal that my family in some way was complicit in all of this. And if you take away them being complicit, if you take away them not allowing us to basically lie and say we quit when we had offers on the table to not quit, then I want you to know that. Ish. But still. Level three-ish. But still, yeah, we didn't completely want to leave. Harry made it clear that Megan wanted to stay in spite of everything that was happening to her. It was my decision to leave. Um. Which of course he's going to say. Whether of course it's or not, he did. He's going to say. Of it. course he's going to say but, that. Yeah. But I also think that he didn't want them coming looking like they're innocent in all of this. We're all just innocent royal family members. It's all the media. He's saying no. It was ninety five percent the media, five percent my family because they did nothing to stop it. And zero percent Harry and Meghan. Oh, I think that's they where well, I had yeah, a they, hard time. They have during some. this docu series, they took zero responsibility well and i don't think they should take responsibility for the racism and the, all that but they also explain well, no but the some of the getting used to being a oh, part of yeah. being included in things starting fussing starting arguments not speaking to so-and-so you know why is william yelling at you what was said beforehand you know True. nobody told us that yeah nobody told us what what your side of this has been to your family. Everything he Harry said was it was behind closed doors. Yeah, well, and that's where I'm saying like great. We, all that other we, stuff. Yeah, how do we know? Yeah, we need to hear we won't hear, but it would be nice right. to hear what was said behind those closed doors. Yes. Um, Cuz no, I don't think they're completely innocent of all this, but again, to me that's a family matter. Um but if you want to tell us but I'm all, yet, I'm they're going to put out a docu series about it. So Yeah. They are, but I think they had to, to let people know, like, I didn't just one day decide to quit because I married this lady, right? There was war to it. Yeah. I guess I I just, I'm still really confused why they put this out. Well, they said at the beginning. They want to tell their side of it. I get it. But I kind of feel like people were like, okay, fine. You moved here and now it's kind of done. Like you've holed up in Montecito and that's that, right? Like, it is, but I do still think in a way, like, the media hasn't, the British media hasn't left them alone. Like, we don't hear a lot about them here. Like, I don't go through the, I don't go through and see them on People Magazine or the National Enquirer, but, but like, for some reason, I still get the Daily Mail, like, feed <laughs> in, my, sure, in my social same. media. And, like, every other day, it's something about Harry and Meghan. And I'm like... Well... I mean, since the news of the docuseries was coming out, of course there was, right? They were all stammering at that. You know, it's a, I I have a kind of some ethical issues about how the documentary was done. Um, You know, those type of things. We've all heard it in the press, whatever. I'm not even going to get into it about how, you know, it was put together with the elements in it. And, you know, that it was paid for by this and that, the you know, their business was sprinkled throughout and all that stuff. and. You know, um, I found the the move portion of um, the whole series uh, very interesting about the whole Tyler Perry relationship. Um, and, you know, again, those were filling in the gaps, right? Like you mm-hmm. talked about, like that was putting together some pieces, which I thought was great. Um, I loved the footage of them with the family, right? Like playing and being normal and stuff. I loved it. Um, you know, like I said, I do think there was a flair for the dramatics. Well, yeah, throughout. we have to keep people interested. I think, right? I think Megan is very good. I think she's better actress than everybody thought she was <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I went and watched, I went and watched just an episode of, um, suits after this just to see like is she acting that girl can't act 
So I mean, like, I think she's perfected. I think she's very good at. I think she's very good at interviews, and I think she's good at speeches. I don't think she's so great at like acting. I think she's good at the dramatic interpretation of things. You know, the way she enunciates, the way that she uses her hands, the way that it's, you know, she looks up to the right and stuff. Um, If you get a chance in your spare time, anybody listening to you, you should go and Google body language expert, Harry and Meghan interviews or whatever. And it's somebody that was this, you know, PhD, blah, 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 whatever. Um, that does a review of all the body language throughout the interviews where they're together in the docuseries. And it's, you know, it was a lot of like, oh, Harry's enamored. Harry's this. Megan's trying to draw emotion here because she would look one way or another. And that's a sign of this and that. And then there was one time that there was, Harry was annoyed or embarrassed. And that was when she was mocking the curtsy. Yeah, I saw that. And that was yeah. that was the one time that they said that they could see in his body language, of course. Anyway, um, I do think she's a little dramatic. The whole, you know, explaining like, oh, the, the flight attendant said thank you to me for everything I had done for the country. And that was the first time I had ever heard anything of anybody saying anything. And then, of course, they cut to, you know, the millions of fans crying and screaming, trying to get a hold of Megan out on the walkabout and stuff, because she's beloved by a lot of women, people of color, little girls stuff. They, there was no lack of that. I saw, you know, I get the media was bad, but there was no lack of people loving Megan. I do think there was a lot of that. Um, I tell you, I did not like seeing them do meditation. I thought that was icky and weird. Like, I don't know. The the single tear coming down her cheek while she's doing meditation in her apartment in New York with Harry behind her. Like, okay, I get it. Like, whatever. Um, yeah, I, you know, the funeral when he went, when they went home, we know that that was strained. We know that that was in the thick of it when he went home for Philip's funeral. Um, you know, obviously we talked about the yelling from his brother and the private conversations that had to be had between him and Charles and William. Um, that was a part, like I said, that I don't quite buy into. Not that I don't, I'm not saying he's not telling the truth but I'm also not saying I can hundred percent get behind it because I haven't heard anything from the other side. And like you said, we probably never will, but that's always been the state. That's always been the case. Right. And so, you know, I think maybe, maybe William is, is frustrated. Maybe William's a little tired, you know, maybe William's a little tired of dealing with everything too. Maybe he was a little upset and he, Who else do you take it out on sometimes? Your family. And you know what? We're talking about business right now. This isn't family. This is business. And so we're, we're talking about that right now. And I'm mad because you just quit essentially, you know, like you quit your job that I was having fun doing with my brother. Yeah. At the end of the day, Um, I think, I don't know if this documentary will help. I think it helps them with the public perception. Um, but I do hope there's a way back for them with the family. Absolutely. Um, that's I do at the too. end of the day, I hope that there's just, they've gotten this off their chest. They've let it be known. If you weren't going to listen, we're going to put it out there for, we're going to make you listen basically, even to his family. Like if you don't want to hear our side of it, we're going to make you listen to our side of it. Sure. So I hope at some point in the future, there is a way back. We're not just talking about, we're talking about brothers. We're talking about sisters-in-law. We're talking about family, but we've also got the children to consider. Like there are cousins yeah. who are roughly the same age that are not having a relationship growing up with each other. Right. Um, and I th- hope that's factored into a lot of, we can't estrange our children because we're estranged. Um, right. Right. We can put aside differences for the sake of the children, for the sake of the future of this family. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping there's a yeah. way back. Yeah, no, I agree. 
100%. I think, talk about a, a, a feel-good day is seeing the brothers walk together again, right? Or standing and talking for for anything, right? Um, yeah. And hopefully nothing bad has to happen for that to occur. But, you know, I am glad that Harry and Meghan seem very happy where they are and enjoying their life as they are. And they're kind of able to do what they want. I have no problem with them leaving and being out here and doing what they want to do. Um, I just hope that they didn't shoot themselves in the foot with this. Agreed. You know? Um, and, and there's, there's parts that sting, right? There's parts that when you're watching it, you're like, Oh man, maybe you shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's documented for everybody to see. But Overall, it was beautiful piece. It was lovely footage and neat to see their their family inside their family a little bit. The kids are adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if we could just get somebody to do that for William and Kate, it'd be pretty awesome. I'll watch that one too. <laughs> I would 100% watch it. Yes. So, you know, obviously there's so much more that's happened. There's stuff that we could talk about for days, but we want to hear from you. If you have questions or thoughts or feedback on anything that went on with Harry and Meghan during the docuseries or any other entertainment stuff, because, you know, there's there's a world outside the royal family. We get it. Um, feel free to shoot us a message at info at themesh.tv. You can just put it towards Chick Chat. We will address it on the show. Um, but be sure to go check out the mesh and check out all the other shows that we have to offer something for everybody over on themesh.tv. You can also get us on Instagram. Um, I've gotten a couple of messages from people asking if we had been watching the Harry and Meghan docuseries. And I was like, do you know us? Have you ever listened to us? Of course we're watching it. (laughs) Yes. Right. So we are, uh, hopefully, able to talk about this a little bit more. I'm sure there's more that will come about over time. Um, we'll learn more, hear more, but, um, overall good times, good watching. I encourage everybody to watch it and make your own opinions, but then let us know about it so we can chat. All right, Jeanette, take it easy. Thanks so much. And you know what? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Yeah. I hope you and yours have a good one. I know (laughs) we'll be back in 2023. We're capping off this year with this very special episode. Um, But we'll be back in January with a little something for everybody. So thanks everybody. Happy holidays. Happy new year. We'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.